Hello and welcome to another episode of Chat with Matt. I'm super pumped for you guys to hear this one. Today I caught up with Taylor Lakin. Taylor Lakin's an online nutrition coach. She's also an in-person trainer. She's also a hula hoop instructor. So she's a super interesting character. She's super authentic. I think a lot of girls are going to relate to this. She coaches women. She's a leader. And um, yeah, super pumped. You're going to love this one. Sit back, grab a cuppa, go for a walk, get the AirPods going. And please, guys, if you haven't already, subscribe. Leave me a five-star rating review on iTunes. And um, give her some love on Instagram. Taylor Lakin underscore on Instagram. Check her out, guys. Sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. Awesome. Taylor, how's things over in the States? First off, whereabouts are you at? Whereabouts are you in the States? So I live in Utah, right? Out so a lot of people that hear Utah, they know of Salt Lake City. I am about 15 minutes south of our capital. Oh, awesome. And you're a trainer, online nutrition coach. How have you found this time during the COVID-19? How are you coping during this time? So it's been really weird and kind of interesting because for the first time in my life, I'm able to be a little bit more compassionate and I can relate a little bit better to my clients. Fitness has always been something that I've loved and it's come naturally to me. Just, I love to be active. I love to eat mostly healthy. And during this time, I've not been myself. So it's been interesting. I'm able to definitely relate to a lot of the reasons why a lot of my clients don't want to work out, why they would rather, you know, sit and watch Netflix and, you know, do that instead of actually go do a workout, especially at home. It's really hard to work out at home when you've got so much going on. So it's been very, very interesting. Yeah, you've got renovations happening. You had a bodybuilding, yeah, oh, sorry, a bikini show that you're getting ready for. Yeah, so I was supposed to compete in California on April 4th, and we got notified a couple weeks before that that it wasn't going to happen. So I did start a prep in January for that and then found out that it wasn't going to happen, and I kind of just let myself... I don't want to say let myself go, but I relaxed quite a bit after that. And then started doing home renovations on our main living area. So like our kitchen, our living room, our TV room, it's all been torn apart. So I haven't had a kitchen to cook food. So that's been a big problem for me is I've been eating a lot of takeout and uh, microwave food. So things are getting back to normal. This week's been, the last week or so has been really good. And I've been getting my workouts in and, feeling more like myself, which is really exciting. Awesome. And are you, are you completely online? So before this happened, were you completely online or you had a brick and mortar studio? So I rented out of a CrossFit gym for a couple of years and I would coach a few clients in there. Not very many. I, I like to work mostly online. So I did have about four or five ongoing clients in the gym. And I love that because I love to still have that in-person connection because it is yeah. very different. And I feel like if, if you're just online, you kind of, you, you, you lose a lot of the, the abilities to really understand the human body and your clients yes. when you're not with them in person. So 
I do like to maintain a little bit of one-on-one -on -one in person, but I've actually been a stay-at-home mom for about eight years. So for me, I get to be a stay-at-home mom and work full-time online. And that's just, I, I created my business to be able to allow me to do my job, but also to be with my son. Yeah. And a lot of people think I'll oh, stay at home mom, but I know how tough it is because I've got so many clients and now I'm on, I'm seeing it as I'm coaching them on zoom. Like they don't get a second off. Like kids are everywhere. Um, yeah, I've got to send my kid to his friend next door. He's luckily he has a friend that he's been with almost every day before and during this whole pandemic. So we've still let him play with him, his, our neighbor yeah. And so for this podcast, I'm like, you need to get out of the house. So <laughs> it's quiet. <laughs> no, nah, that's awesome that you've done that. Now, Taylor, um, now just getting into it. So how'd you get started in fitness? So I've been pretty active my whole life. I grew up with an active family. My brother played sports. My dad played sports growing up and he, he raced mountain bikes and road bikes. And my mom was very fit too so for me exercise I just felt like was what we do you know I didn't really have to think about it I didn't have to be forced to do it I tried out for different sports however I'm only five foot one I'm pretty short so I couldn't do I'm not too tall myself Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I I kind of gave up on actual sports and Actually, when I was 13, I started having a lot of body image issues, becoming a teenager, you know, becoming a young woman. And I started running. And I, I live in Utah. We have very beautiful mountains. I can go right out my back door and go up on trails. So I would go do that when I was 13. And it, it started from a place of not liking my body and wanting to lose weight. And I thought that's what you're supposed to do to lose weight is you just go run. So I would do that and it was kind of a sad thing at first because it was out of, you know, a dislike for my body. But then I started feeling very capable and powerful and just strong as I ran and I fell in love with it. And not just running, but running in the mountains and being active. And then I did conditioning class, which is weightlifting in school and just carried that on as I got older. And it wasn't until I had my son in 2013 that I really, really fell in love with weightlifting and just becoming a mom, wanting to get my energy back, wanting to feel my best and have just the right energy and mental state while I was home with my son and all that. I really wanted to take care of my body. And after that, my, my muscles developed pretty quickly. I, 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 I won't say that it was easy because I did work really hard for it, but genetically, yeah, <laughs> but genetically I was just, you know, it just happened. So I had a few people tell me you should compete. And I was like, what is that? And then I went and saw a friend compete and I was like, this is pretty cool. I could do that. I've got muscles. And so I hired a coach for the first time and did a show in 2015 and just have been concerning myself an athlete and falling in love with fitness ever since. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's, it's super important having that goal. Mm -hmm. 
Because that's kind of how I started with my fitness too. It was, it was more the running side of things. I love the boxing side of things and I, and I wanted to take on the world. <laughs> I love Mike Tyson. I was nowhere near it. But um, yeah, and then you start seeing results and it becomes an obsession. You start seeing some definition. You want to push yourself further and further. So I think it's great that you kind of had that bikini competition to look forward to. Because one thing I find with clients, if they don't have a goal, some of them just start, but they don't know where they want to go. Yeah, it definitely helps to have an end goal in mind, but then you realize after you reach that goal, there's just another beginning to another goal. So your end goal isn't really an end goal. It's just yep. a, a milestone in your journey. And and it was cool. I loved it. And so I kept competing and I did more shows and really, really enjoyed that. But it that was cool and all. And I got really tired of the isolation movements and I felt really constricted to having to do just that bare minimum of the basics which although I do know that those are what builds your body I wanted to try to do something a little bit more that tested me so I got into CrossFit and I did that for about four years and since I was going to compete again in April I took a break from that and have just been bodybuilding again. Yeah, and CrossFit's good because it, it keeps that competitive nature up. Yeah. You're kind of competing with a buddy. But um, I was going to say, so what's, a, what's the most common problem you see with your clients? So what type of clientele do you, um, do you coach at the moment? So I coach lifestyle clients, and I work only with women right now, and it is definitely a tough crowd. I feel like women are very hard to get to do the things that you want them to do with their diet. I know that competitors a little bit differently or they're a little bit different because if you tell me, Hey, this is your plan. You're going to stick to it for 12 weeks. I'm going to do it. And I'm, I, you know, I might have some hiccups and stuff, but I want to do that. And I'm driven to do that because it's something I really love to do with yeah. the lifestyle clients. It's very, very different because you are having to take what they've been doing and I wouldn't say that we're completely changing it because we're, we're doing it little by little, right? We're not saying, okay, we're going to get rid of all the food in your house. We're, <laughs> and then you're going to eat only this stuff. I come from approach of, we just want to make your lifestyle that you're living better and yeah. incorporate more healthy quote foods, quote unquote foods and get you moving more, get your, get you feeling better. So I typically take a flexible dieting, macro tracking approach. That's my first go-to. Not all clients love that, so I definitely have to go off of what they personally like. But initially starting out, I love to have them track, be a little bit more flexible, follow an 80-20 approach so that they have mostly whole nutritious foods and then they get to have the fun foods or the, th the things that they find joy in that aren't necessarily considered healthy and it's it's interesting because i think my clients the hardest thing with them is getting them to get out of their own way and actually do what they know that they need to do i think that's the hardest part yeah definitely that's one thing i found too and early on in coach i'm the same so if i say i'm going to do something i like it eats me up i've got to get it done that night that day and then early on when I was coaching, I just found it hard to kind of see why can't you just do it? <laughs> like I had that mentality. But now as the years go on, I kind of understand where people are at. Like fitness, 
might be our thing, but for other people, it's the last priority on the list. You know what I mean? Whereas other other areas in my life aren't a hundred percent like business, fitness, and, and the same goes with those people. So what I found is just ch- really chunking it down. Like I'll get people that start with me, and they're like, "Oh, my macros are all messed up," and I'm like, "Look, let's just focus on calories. Forget about the numbers. Don't even focus on proteins. Just get one week logged." Mm-hmm. Yeah, just get one week closer to where we need you, and then we'll build from there for sure. Literally, and we build off that. That's awesome. So, how have you found pivoting your business at the moment with a CrossFit gym? How's that going, Taylor? So, I never, I didn't ever coach CrossFit. I coached just lifestyle clients in a CrossFit gym because, so I did CrossFit and the owner let me rent out the space to coach my one on one. They were doing bodybuilding workouts, but I would incorporate circuits kind of like CrossFit for my clients just because it's it's fun and gives yeah, them a, give little a bit, bit of intensity. Yeah. And variety. And so for me, the transition wasn't a big deal. I definitely was bummed that I wasn't seeing my in-person clients anymore in, in the gym. Yeah. But as far as like my day-to-day lifestyle, other than us renovating our home, my life hasn't changed a whole lot. Cause I'm still, taking care of my online clients and doing what I can online. So with my clients, things haven't really changed a whole lot. It's, it's mostly with me that things have been kind of weird. And I think that something that was interesting is I felt like the lockdown or quarantine or whatever we're going to call it was only going to be about two weeks. Yeah. So I, that's what I thought. So I was like, this is okay. I can, you know, let my habits slip a little bit for two weeks. I, I can take a break. I've been, you know, it's not like I do that all the time, but two weeks, it, it got longer and longer and longer. And I'm like, man, I feel like crap. I don't feel good. I don't want to exercise. I, I notice it getting easier and easier to make excuses and do those things. So for me, it's, I've had the biggest change just with my own self and it's been a roller coaster and taking it day by day, but yeah, it's, I didn't expect it to go this long. Yeah. <laughs> last week I was like, I just, I need to get back. I need to get back to me because this is taking way too long and I am taking way too long of a break. Yeah. I think routines and habits are so important. As soon as my gym closed down, the prime minister came out on Sunday and he said, look, from 12 PM tomorrow, you're going to have to close down all gyms. And then that Sunday night, I was getting a few clients that were texting me on the Saturday and they're saying, Oh Matt, would you consider doing online? And I go, Oh, I don't know about zoom. And then Sunday night came and I go, yeah, we had enough to do it. So I had to close down. I decided to run all my sessions, but the 7:30 one. So I'm still up at the same time. Cause I knew if I go, I'll just coach a 9:30 session. Who knows when I'll wake up. But because I'm committed to getting up and running that 5.20 session, I've still got the same routine. I'm up at four, going through, I'm training at the same time, still getting my tasks done. So I think it's super important having that routine in your day and I'm, I'm glad you picked back up again. But in saying that, yeah, you just don't know. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. Like some people are saying it's going to go on for six months. Some are saying one month, two weeks. So it's just taking every day as it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's really cool that you were able to pivot and go to online because that is, you were, were you only in the gym 
Yes, I was on a brick and mortar. Right. So I got a brick and mortar and um, I do online nutrition coaching also, but um, my brick and mortar is kind of my main my main um, income. And um, yeah, when I was forced to close down, I kind of didn't think twice and just jumped into it and kind of glad I did it because now I've picked up actually new people, stay-at-home mums that have been following me for a while and they just haven't had time to come into the gym. Yeah, that's great. And that just shows how important keeping your routine is. A lot of people really let that slip like myself and it just helps me just have a strong testimony, I should say, for the power of having a routine and staying in routine. Yeah. Because anything you go off of it, it makes it so much harder to get back on. Yeah, def- definitely. And, and we struggle with things too. People don't understand. When I came back from an Impact Collective event, I came back and my clients were saying, how is it? And I'm like, look, we're all messed up. Like I was, I was talking to nutrition coaches. We're more messed up than you. That's why we do it. <laughs> yeah. Like they think I'm perfect with my diet. on oh, that. do you go out and have a beer? I say, yeah, I love it. You know, so I think it's just important kind of, you know, being honest with them. Like Taylor, like, now that you said that you've fallen off your routine, it's real. Right. You know, because there's so many coaches out there that would say, no, nah, no, nah, you know, I'm still, I'm still hustling. Next bikini competition coming up. But, you know, a lot of girls can relate to you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that what can make us a really good coach is being able to have walked in their shoes. And now we are just a few steps ahead. So I definitely struggle with a lot of the things that my clients struggle with, especially because they're women, you know, where we have a lot of similarities and there, there was a lot of things that I didn't understand before. Like, why would you not want to work out? Why would you not want to feel good? Why would you not like, if, if you can't work out at, you know, eight in the morning, get up and go at six in the morning. Like, and, and I was, and I didn't talk to them like that, of course, but just in my head as I'm trying to like figure the, uh, these women out and my clients and trying to understand them. I'm like, why is this so hard for them to want to do this? It's yes. so easy for me, but now going through this, I, my eyes have definitely opened up a lot and I truly am, even though this, even though this has so many negatives to the situation, I've definitely tried to pull out all the positives of it. I'm, I'm making more time to podcast with others. I'm doing more meetings. I'm popping on Zoom and being more connected with my clients than I was before. I'm, I'm, I'm able to relate more to my clients than I was before because yes, although I've struggled throughout my life, I've, I've, binge, I've done binge eating off and on throughout my life. I've had my ups and downs never like this this time in my life so it has been really cool but it's also going to be really awesome when we get back to normal whatever that is and I can you know just use this as fuel for my fire and just show them hey yeah I went to a dark place for a little while but I'm pulling myself out and you can do it too yeah it's it's important to understand that life happens for us not to us Ed Milet says it um and even like I've gone through adversity before in the past, like when I was starting, I started with negative eight. So like that was the biggest challenge. I couldn't pay for fuel. Like literally didn't know when I was going to pay my next rent, had council knocking at my door cause I was in residential area and that adversity, I use that as fuel for this one. So when this happened, I'm kind of calm. I, we're on a boardroom call with um, Jason and a few others. 
um, on Friday and he goes, what's the biggest challenge? And I said, honestly, my income's taken a hit, but that hasn't affected me one bit. Like I'm so calm now because I'm using that prior adversity now. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. If you use what's going on now, really work on yourself. When the next financial crisis comes or when something else comes, you're going to be able to use this as a tool. That's why I've just like, when this thing happened, I kind of, I didn't get excited, but I'm just like, all right, what are you really made of, Maddie? All right, you talk it on social media, you say it on your podcast now, deliver. So I, I think it's time that. for us to step up, Taylor. I love That's that. awesome. When I think that was a very powerful thing too, was I did start to get very critical of myself and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that it's a bad thing when you're constantly critical of yourself, but I truly believe that we make our biggest changes when we are kind of hard on ourselves and we expect more out of ourselves and then we do something about it. So I was hard on myself. I'm like, Taylor, you love this stuff. You love to eat healthy. You love to exercise. You are made for this. You've been training for this your whole life and you teach people how to do this. It's time to step up. And I just felt myself retracting more instead of expanding. And I had to really go inward and ask myself why. And, and that's why I pulled out the whole, well, I can understand my clients now like I couldn't before. And, and now this, the last seven days or so, I really have been showing up differently. I really have been taking better care of myself inside and out. And it, it is true. Like, just like you said, you want to know what you were made of. And I was kind of hard on myself that I didn't prove <laughs> prove how really strong I could be during this time. And, and now I feel like I've leveled up a bit wanting to show up differently. Definitely. In six months, 12 months time, you're going to be able to use that and relate more and clientele is going to build and you're going to keep kicking ass. I sure hope so. <laughs> now into the hula hoop stuff, Taylor, take us through that. Yeah. So like I said, I do CrossFit and CrossFit is really hard on your body, especially being a five foot one woman trying to keep up with everybody. And I got in a lot of pain and I was just working really hard. So I wanted to find a way that I could still be active outside of the gym. And, you know, I tried, I've done yoga. I do a little bit of yoga. I go running here and there, but I wanted to do something else. I love festivals and EDM music and going to all those things. And I've seen the hula hoopers that dance and perform with those. And so that's originally what caught my eye is seeing them and like, I could do that. I would love to do that. And then I found out, you know, hula hoop fitness is a thing and I wanted to combine the two. So I started learning how to hula hoop and dance with my hula hoop. So when I did that and I would share my videos and stuff, people would say that they wanted me to teach them or like, are you going to teach any classes? So I started teaching classes and it kind of just, I want to say it took off. It's still been really slow. I haven't been doing as much as I would love to be doing. That's, I think the summer is going to help us a lot to be able to move forward with that. But it was more of a passion project where <clears throat> I just got to hang out with other people in hula hoop and have fun and enjoy that. And I would do, I would go to charity events and donate my hula hoops for kids to play with at the events. That's and, awesome. Oh, thank you. 
And we have a place here. I don't know if you guys have it, but it's called the Ronald McDonald House. It's oh, yeah, we've got it, yeah. You do? So they house the families of sick children while the children are getting their surgeries and stuff done at the hospitals. So we would go there on Tuesdays once in a while and take the hula hoops and go play with the families and do stuff like that. So the Hula Hoop Fitness Utah is, yes, I teach Hula Hoop Fitness classes, but it's kind of my way of providing a different activity for people and being a little bit more charitable and contributing to my community. Yeah, I kind of feel like your thing's contribution. Like that's what, that's what fulfills you. You know, I, I want to say that that is it. I think that's becoming a part of it. That's definitely not what started it. So my whole thing is pursue your potential. That's, yeah. that's my, my podcast is called. That's what my slogan or motto mode. Motto yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you. So it, it started out as pursuing potential because I would, hashtag that on my social media posts like this is what I'm doing to pursue my potential and when I became a coach it became pursue your potential because I wanted to help others pursue their potential so I think what my thing is I just really want to pursue my potential in life and I love it so much and what it does for me that it's given me passion to help others pursue their potential and in doing so, it led me to learning how to hula hoop and dance and then want to share that with other people. So whatever I learn and love and enjoy, I feel like I need to share that with other people because I think that they'll love and enjoy it as well. And so I wouldn't say I, charity is definitely a thing for me. I don't think that's what drives me, though. I think yeah. that helping others live to their highest potential is really what drives and motivates me yeah like service serving that, that that's what really lights me up to when people when you see that that client that was struggling for so long and they finally get those results and they come back and say look i beat anxiety i'm not seeing my therapist anymore i've lost this bunch this bunch of weight the fat loss yeah you feel good but it's more than mental when people overcome those mental challenges that really lights you up Yes. There's no better feeling. I think, honestly, we've got the best job in the world. Yes, I love it so much. And it, I love that you said service because that is really what it is. I have always wanted to have a job where I got to serve other people. And I never knew what that was going to be. I, was, I tried the healthcare for a little while. That wasn't for me. I, you know, tried service in like the nightlife, the nightclubs and stuff like that. And I quickly got over that, especially having a child. And yeah, this, you know, what better way to serve others than just to take something that I'm naturally passionate about and help other people that may not be as naturally passionate about it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And in your podcast, Taylor, tell us about that. So what type of podcast, what do you talk about? Yeah. So it's called the Pursue Potential Podcast and it's, just a variety of topics to help other people pursue their potential. So I've had several guests on there talking about a variety of things, talking about hormones, talking about binge eating, talking, you know, just whatever we can talk about to help other people. And it's, it's been really, really fun. I love it. And I think one of the reasons why I love it so much is because I'm, 
I'm, I am a pretty quiet person. I'm pretty reserved and I don't really talk a whole lot unless I have something to say. Like small talk isn't really my strongest, uh, my strongest suit. So yeah. I love podcasting because I actually get to sit here and talk to you and other people about things that I love and I can go on and on and on about it. So it's, it's really an outlet for me to be able to communicate a little bit more and share more of me and the things that I'm knowledgeable about and bring other people on as well that have their own knowledge that I don't personally have, you know, in the way that they do. Yeah. I feel it's, it's, it's such a gift being able to podcast. Like it's, it's a blessing because a lot of people see us as well, myself, I put a lot of mindset content, a lot of thinking, you know, become better, blah, 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 all the stuff you see on social media. And I try and keep it as real as I can, but people, it kind of goes over a lot of people's heads. But in podcasting, they can kind of see the real me. Like I'm kind of a joke star and I just keep it casual. I'm off the cuff. Um, so it's a great way for your clients to really see how you are and, and what you're all about. I agree. And you do a really good job of it. I love following you on social media and seeing all the cool things that you're up to. Oh, thanks so much. It's really changed my life. So I try and kind of put practical stuff out there. That I, yeah. I, I literally only started reading when I was 26. I read my first book. Before that, if you asked me to read a book, I would have been like, not a damn chance. So things I've learned that's really changed my mindset and life. I try and put out and, and help others any way I can. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm, 30, I'm 29. I'm 30 in August. Oh, wow. Soon. Yeah. So almost the big three zero. I'll be right. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we're out of lockdown by then. I said, mate, keep my gym closed, but at least open up the pub August 17th. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hopefully that will be. Yeah. So Taylor, what's the, so what's the plans within the next couple of months considering, cause are you guys coming out of lockdown in Utah? How's things over there? You know, I'm not sure. We're told that the, the goal is May 1st. So I don't know if that is actually what's going to happen. It, it is kind of weird because my son, you know, they've closed schools for the rest of the school year, which is really strange. But I think the hard thing is I'm hearing the mixed messages about how things will let up over the summer here. And then after summer, fall will come. And then we're probably going to have to deal with this stuff all over again because that's how these viruses work is they resurface, you know, fall and winter seasons. So it's, I'm, I feel like this year, everything's going to be kind of like taking it little by little and not making too big of plans too far out, I guess. I don't know, really. I think I'm just going to keep grinding, you know, trying to help my clients and I, I definitely would love to add a few more to my roster throughout this time and, you know, personally just stay active. It's finally warm here. I hope it stays warm. I'll definitely be getting out and doing all the outdoorsy things. Yeah. Awesome. I love that Taylor. All right, Taylor, and just wrapping up, where can, um, where can my clients find you? Yeah, so, I'm sure Australians will love you, Taylor. They want to find out more about you. Where can they find you? And your content's awesome too. I love I love people from Australia. I've had so many awesome conversations. My my husband actually just went to Australia for about three weeks in January, and he said it was awesome. He went to Melbourne. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm from Sydney. Melbourne's a great city. 
Yeah, I actually, I, I had messaged you wondering where you, where your gym was, because I was hoping you were where he was going so that he could come work out there. Oh, but, that's right. Yeah, yeah, now I remember. Yeah. So he enjoyed it? He, he did. He was there for work, so he didn't really get a vacation like he would have loved to, but he said that the area was beautiful and it was, it was a really great experience for him. The flight, not so much. I don't know how you've done that as many times as you have. <laughs> yeah, it's such a long flight. Jason asked me, he goes, did you fly business? And I go, no, nah, it's economy. Not yet, mate. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah so can, I'm kind of all over the place. I am, I would say that on Instagram at Taylor Lakin underscore is my main page. And I tag all my other accounts on there that I have because I do break them up a little bit with my hula hoop fitness and my coaching and my podcast, but go to my main page and you can find out more about me there. Awesome. Taylor. And when are you going to come down to Australia? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go to Sydney. I really would. And I think you guys have some really cool festivals there, right? Yeah, we've got a few. Yeah. I used to, yeah. I'm going to lie. I haven't been to a festival since 2013. Last one I did was Sensation White in Amsterdam. Oh, really? <laughs> that was pretty big finish. <laughs> so. I think it'd be cool to go there and uh, check out a festival there. But other than that, I I don't know. I don't know when that'll happen, especially with all the things that are going on right now. Like, what's travel going to be like this next year? So, hopefully, in the in the future, I'll be able to come check it out. I've always wanted to come to Australia. Awesome, Taylor. We'd love to have you and your husband. In the better in the better city, Sydney. <laughs> yeah. right. Taylor, thank you so much for joining me. Keep pushing on, keep doing what you're doing. Love your content and um yeah, just love what you're all about. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. All right.